Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio. In Venice Beach, California, with my co-host looking so fresh tonight, Joey. No chill prano. Let's do this, Andy. We're doing it? We're doing it. Did we do it? We're doing it. We're doing it. It's on. Good to be here. Happy Sunday evening. We meet again. I just saw you a few hours ago. Yeah. We played some pool volleyball. Hung out hung out at the Savage Town Pool. Savage Town Sundays as it's been branded. I love that hashtag. <laughs> Savage Town Sunday. Well, originally you wanted Savage Town Sunday Fun Day. And we had to we had to veto that one. That's what that's why two slash three heads are better than one. I think that's the saying, right? Sure. Two slash three heads are better than one. I'm praying no. Yes. I'm, I'm in a good mood because of beach volleyball. Pool I'm sorry, volleyball. pool volleyball. You came last week we we had it for the first time. We had we had a new net. What'd you think this week? Fun stuff. I mean, every Sunday. <laughs> We're doing it. I, does this mean you're out on beach volleyball? No, we could do beach volleyball on Saturday. What if pool volleyball replaced your NFL? Cause I, but, I, but I'm not ready to replace my NFL yet. Right. Well, good news for you, Andy. Uh, the Giants announced they're not punishing any players. The league has suspended their rules, so... I mean, there is a there is a hole. There's a window here. I didn't see this. What about the league? What have you been doing the last few days? Uh, dude, lots of thusting. <laughs> and by that I mean I, f- I feel like that I feel like that that was like the most panicked. Um, I don't know. I've been thusting. Leave me alone. I've been thusting. Well, here's what that's included. That is included uh, I finished the Vietnam War documentary. It's excellent, by the way. I, I suggest it for everybody. I even teared up at moments. It, 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 was, it was tough to watch. I also have done some amazing, what I call now, Andy Ruther high bike rides, which I'm going to now brand. You, you know the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Nightcrawler? I'm going to call it Stoned Crawler, mm. where I just go around West L.A. Stoned. You got to get better at branding. You're, you're <laughs> Stoned Crawler. I call it Andy Ruther's late night little beach stoned bike rides. You see some things, though, man. <laughs> I'm telling, but but here's the thing. Okay, okay. So last night, little Andy Ruther, a little Beachstone bike ride. Last night, and do a little Savage Town pool fun day Sunday. <laughs> a little, a little action, you know what I mean? Here's what happened last night. Yeah. I left the hostel comedy show <laughs> that I host. Mm-hmm. Left it at about ten. You know, on my bike. Went down from Santa Monica to Venice. Hit up Abbott Kinney. Hit up. Uh, Abbott's Pizza, got got two slices of pizza. You know, just checking out the scene, hitting my vape pen. Get to the good stuff. <laughs> no, because this that is, is pedaling, more pedaling, pedaling streets. Oh, I stopped by the one West Side neighborhood. I stopped another. by. The, I stopped by the fortune teller slash palm reader. I went to see her prices. I'm kind of interested in that. She's a little overpriced. There's the one on Abbott Kinney. She's like, you. I see here, love to waste money. <laughs> 
She said eight questions. It was like 85 bucks. And I was like, what? Eight questions? Eight specific questions? Now you get to ask her eight questions. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, then it kind of scared me. I didn't want to play that game. Because I don't want to know things, I guess, to You're a certain like, Am degree. I a fuckboy? <laughs> uh, so then I buy. floating as often as I do? So then I bogey. What do you think of the name Savage Town Sunday Fun Day? <laughs> She's like, this, you, you paid 85 bucks for this? So then I biked through Marina Del Rey, which, which was lovely. It's lovely. I love looking at the boats at night. You, you know, it's just right there uh, in the harbor. <laughs> it's right there. You know, like the boats are right there in the marina. Dude, I saw. Okay, get. Are this. you high today? I'm high on life, Joe Prano. And um, but did you actually like? Did did Trevor make you hit the vape or anything? No, I'm perfectly uh, wow. sober. Okay. Or just maybe the the sun ruined my brain today. Yeah, possible. S- seven hours. Anyway, so get this. So I'm just sitting there in Marina Del Rey. This just, this is just the good right stuff. there. <laughs> Marina I'm, Del Rey, right there in front of me. And here's what I do. I keep my headphones in. Wild. <laughs> 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 what I was gonna say, Joe, I keep my headphones in because people think I'm listening to music, but I'm not. I want to hear what they're saying. I know it's kind of creepy. I want to eavesdrop. So it's about midnight, and and this woman pulls up in a motorcycle. Ah, the old Andy Ruther fake headphones in but not on strategy. You know, hashtag. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So this woman pulls up on a motorcycle. It's about midnight. He directs her where to park, and she gets off. It, it, it was a, it was a pretty black woman, and it was a white guy. She she was in all she was in like full leather motorcycle gear, and they had never met before. So I'm like, ah, what's going on here, right? Thinking, where is this happening? This is in not too far from where your brother is at. Uh, one of those complexes up from Mariners Village. Okay. If you were heading, but what are you doing there? Just sitting on a bench, staring at the water and boats. Okay, and. They've clearly never met. Fucking of mice and men shit. Yeah. They've, staring at the boats. Well, it's, it's very calming. And they've never met, clearly. And she's like, this is such a nice place. And a lot of thoughts were going through my head. I'm thinking, wait a second. Is this a first time Bumble or Tinder meetup at midnight on a Saturday? Is she a hooker? So many questions. She goes, oh, this is such a lovely place. Look at the boats. And she even said, as I was sitting on the bench, she's like, oh, there's a nice bench for people to sit and relax. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm relaxing. I'm eavesdropping on your shit. And then they went inside. And I don't know what happened, but they fucked. I know that much. And I was really enjoying it. And then I biked by another another complex, and I heard a girl. Did you hear another completely meaningless conversation that you're going to f- take us through word for word? I heard, I heard a couple having sex. Oh, yeah. Heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I even saw some seals last night. Okay. It was a wonderful two and a half hour high stone crawler. <laughs> and I had two slices of pizza. I came home feeling great. And today we played pool volleyball in the sun. What what can I complain about right now, Joe Prano? I don't know. I haven't even showered since you left. I still smell like chlorine. Actually, salt water, because we got salt water in the Savage Town pool. <laughs> Am I making any sense this episode? I mean, you're making sense. It's just pretty boring. <laughs> well, I can't be mad, Joe, because I'm feeling good. Great. Can't complain. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm glad, I'm glad you had a nice little weekend. Stoned Saturday bike ride, Sunday fun day, Savage Sunday. You got to try these stoned bike rides, man. They're a lot I of mean, fun. I mean, not going to lie, Andy. 
This might this might surprise you. I have uh, I have gotten high and ridden my bike before. Yeah, but it's all <laughs> it's all about exploring. Like I went from Santa Monica to Venice to Marina del Rey. You explored the marina and you found boats. <laughs> found like, dude, bo- I went to the marina. There was boats there. Yeah, people. People having it was sex. Wild. <laughs> What? Wait, this is all kind of maybe. Was I just stoned and I thought it was way cooler than it really was? I was in the marina. There were boats. Then two people conversed. <laughs> so wait a second. My two and a half hour, which I called an adventure last night, was nothing interesting nor an adventure. Well, it just kind of sounds like a normal bike ride. Yeah. You found a bench. You stopped there. Then other humans had an interaction nearby, which you heard because you creepily they had your earphones on <laughs> without music yeah and then the other night my stoned bike ride thursday night i saw a homeless couple going at it that was interesting okay she was running led with that one she was <laughs> she was run. this was in marina del this was in marina del rey also across from the complex with rouse she was yelling at him saying uh i tweeted this out what did she say Something about short legs. At Andy Ruther on Twitter if you don't want to miss these gems. <laughs> why you got why you got to kick a man while he's down, Frano? I mean these were some these were some gems. I'm going to look it up. What did she say? She said Wait, what's your banner pick? Oh, it's me and a bunch of Mexicans from uh, the Mexico USA soccer game. I changed it. Oh yeah, this is what happened. The woman yelled at him and said, "At least wheelchair boy treats me with respect." And I was like, "Oh shit." A homeless couple fight, and who's this wheelchair boy? Uh, yeah, I mean, the most interesting part of this so far is the superhero known as Wheelchair Boy. <laughs> she said, at least Wheelchair Boy treats me with respect, and the guy shouting back at her as she's walking away says, I spent $60 on our date. I took you to the movies. I'm thinking, bro, what movies are you going to for $60? I mean, I know they got the dine-in theater in Marina del Rey, but I, I, I don't know, man. It's an expensive movie. Oh, two tickets. 15 bucks a piece, you're already at 30. Coca-Cola is about, what, 25 bucks these days? Yeah. So, sounds like you found some sort of budget theater. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't pursue that scene as much as I wanted to. <laughs> I did have a homeless girl yell at me the other day for pulling out my phone and filming her. That was funny. What'd she say? She goes, I posted it on, uh, by Snapchat, or my, I'm sorry. Is my, anybody still watching this live no. stream? <laughs> Supposedly 26. We'll I sup- I, well, there's more than that. That's always misleading. I supposed that I, I, I posted it on uh, my Instagram. I was filming her just yell at nobody. And she's like, you don't film me. You don't film me. She, and she walked over to me. And I was like, oh, boy. And I was just wearing swim trunks and flip-flops. And I go, I wasn't filming you. I go, I was filming that Time Warner truck because I'm sick of them parking here. They can't park here. She goes, yeah, you're fucking right. And then she... And then she went. They Outsmarting had, homeless people. Dude, this is the best part. She goes, fuck that guy. And she went and he had cones and she sort of, she threw the cones down the street. And then I was, I was around a few minutes so later. You've, you've lured a homeless person into assaulting a. Yeah. The, here's the Time best Warner part. Worker? The Time Warner worker came out five minutes later as I was walking back. And she got in his face. She's like, people don't want you parking around here. And I agree. And I'm like, oh my God, I have an assistant. The sheriff of Savage Town has a crackhead like, assistant. Now I'm filming you. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's been going on in my world, Prano. Well, exciting weekend. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Nah, not much. Uh, I can't even think of. I didn't really. I didn't really get up to a whole lot this weekend. Went out on. I, oh, I went to the marina yesterday. Boats went out. My brother now has two boats. Yeah, you were saying that last episode. Yeah. 
two boats, and uh, so we took we took his new one out for a little spin yesterday. Went to Killer Shrimp, drank some beers. You know, little little Saturday on the marina. Love it, love it, guys. I mean, planted some grass. Did you? Yeah, over at Allie's house, planted some grass. Just been uh, hosing down some sod. You know, doing some gardening. Look at you. Yeah, there you go. Look at you over here. So that's my weekend. Played a little pool volleyball today. You know, surfed a little bit. Dude, we have the best life. I'm just saying. Like, like I, I want someone to come at me. I want them to come at me in the next few months and be like, you loser, you live in Venice. I'll be like, I fucking love it, dude. I love it. Here's video of me playing pool volleyball. Take that. That's right. Did you watch any of the golf stuff? Today? Yeah, or no. any any any. Of no, the but I heard Tiger Woods won the what is now just called the Open. I believe it was called it used to be called the British Open. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. They call it the Open now. Um, I didn't watch any of it. Um, I surfed this morning instead, but I got I got many messages telling me that Tiger Woods had won the event. So congratulations! I'll take the L on this one. I was wrong. I said Tiger Woods wouldn't win a major, and. Uh, According to my Twitter, he won. He won a major. So my apologies. Uh, I should shout out some of the people that told me how wrong I was. Um, I got I got a couple this morning. Of course, number one, Tiger Slurper Matt Boonstra. He was he was in my mansions nice and early this morning. And then uh, look at Prano with the phone out locked and loaded. Oh, I gotta get I gotta get. Well, there's one guy I want to shout out because he was coming at me hard this morning. He really wanted me to apologize. Uh, it's at DSBS55, and it's full name. Now, he's either a golden retriever who knows how to use Twitter <laughs> or a cheddar dick afraid to put his own face and name on Twitter. What is that, what is that handle again? DSBS55. Love it. Love yeah, it. So Another faceless troll. Pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's a, pretty sure it's a golden retriever who knows how to, how to use Twitter. Uh, Those are smart dogs. I will he say. wanted me to know. What did he uh, say? I hope you have no problem. You're ad- admitting you were wrong for the first time in your life. After he wins today, you said he was relevant and had zero percent to win a major this year. So my apologies, Tiger. <laughs> Tiger won. It's always funny when people are tweeting that before he wins, especially in something as difficult as golf. Yeah. Like, are they sending that when he's got the lead with well, fifteen were, holes to end, go? In the end, they were right. Right. Did he not win this thing? Why are you guys looking at me all weird? Did he not end up winning? He did not win. He didn't win? No, Tiger. He took, he, there was a playoff. He lost no. in a playoff. No, Tiger did not win, Joe. He took second. No, he did not take second. Wow. Wow. It's almost like. In fact. I, you, I was right the whole time. As an Italian. That's, that's crazy. As an Italian American. Uh-huh. And as. A, would you be considered first generation? Wow. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah, I would be a first generation. Or, or is that your dad? I feel bad for this golden retriever. Well, this golden retriever was wrong because the, for the first time ever, an Italian won, I believe, a, a major tournament is, is, what, is what happened for the first time ever. In fact, this guy's name, Francesco Molinari. Oh, nice. Your people. My people. Molinari. There you go. He's got to be. I I feel so. That's the first time he's won. It's the, f- it's the first time an Italian has won a, a major. major. So it's the first time this guy's won a major. Obviously, yeah. Got it. Weird. Well, 
Good job to the Italian guy. Yeah. I did not know. I did not watch. Uh, I didn't, didn't, don't care for the golf. But I told you I'm ready to get into golf. Okay. I love playing golf. Personally. I, I love playing golf. Not, not watching. Yeah. I am ready. I want to get, I've got some advice from Cutter, my dad. Struggles real there. Uh, to well, get, I invited you to play on Friday. You flaked on me. Well, no, hold on. Hold on. Would you call that a flake? Yeah. Here's what happened. You said you want to go to the driving range. I assumed we were going. Before, I said Friday afternoon. Before noon. Well, I, first of all, I asked. I said Friday afternoon when I invited you. Okay. But you said then I had done my little beach workout and I was lying at the pool and I was like, man, this is so relaxing. And you said 4 p.m. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't about to fuck with that L.A. traffic of 4 well, I was, I First of all, I was planting grass. And second of all, you know, I was trying to wait for the sun to go down a little bit. Like, get, you know, now you got to get that, that sweat, midday, man. Midday hot sun. So you didn't go? No, because everybody bailed on me. You bailed on me. Brian bailed on me. My whole crew was supposed to go bailed on me. So I just was like, fuck it. I guess I'm going to happy hour. Trevor, you want to go hit some golf balls? Like, you, know, you know my phone works. Yeah, you yeah. Me up, I'm just saying. I had I had a threesome all ready to go, and then yeah, but we were gonna do driving range. I mean, that's not a threesome. No. Is that considered a threesome? Hey, look, I put it out there. Everybody said they were down. Then I just was like, I'm just gonna go at happy hour and start drinking. If all my friends just don't want to hang out and do the things that they said they wanted to do with me. All right, it's all cool. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was. You want to get in the golf? I do. So. I do. I do for real. I, I was being an LA douchebag on Friday, and I, and I shouldn't do that. I can admit when I'm wrong. I shouldn't have just sat by the pool and passed out like a piece of shit. Uh, I will get a used pair of clubs in the next week. Well, we're just going to go to the driving range, too, so I told you you could just use my clubs. I know, but I want to get a used pair so I can go to Penmar in Venice. Okay. And when we can play. What, what do they got, nine holes there? Yes. Yeah. Penmar, infamous because Harrison Ford landed his plane there. Well, crashed his plane there. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess technically he landed it. But he landed it, what, yeah. in the last year or two? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Fucking Chewy. Took off from... I'm blaming Chewy. <laughs> took off from uh, Santa Monica Airport, which is right right on the other side of Penmar. Duffed the takeoff. Put, put it down in one of the fairways. You think? Do you think any of... Okay, you guys are going to laugh at this. Do you think any of Harrison Ford's experience as Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon played any part in him landing and not killing himself on a golf course? Zero percent. Okay, none? I mean... I would say the only the only like loose connection that you could make is that like he played this guy and maybe that got him interested. Oh, like oh, sitting in the cockpit. This is interesting. Maybe I should try flying and then just took up flying after that. Gotcha. Okay. It's the best I got. What do you think though? What do you think about this golf thing? What, the golf tournament or are you taking up golf? Like me taking up golf, man. Sure, go for it. This is a big deal. I don't know why Trevor's giggling over there like a schoolgirl. Well, I hear you you'll you know, you've won the same amount of majors as Tiger Woods in the last decade, so Oh t- time to take it up. Shots. Fire. You know, I I've said it on this Do you sh- not lock do you not like Tiger though, Joe? I, I like actually sh- I've I i do not well, first of all, the only thing I know about Tiger is he was once good at golf. Uh he cheated on his wife. A lot. He was addicted to all kinds of fucking sleeping pills. He got he had a domestic violence uh, dispute that led to him crashing his car and us finding all all about this the cheating. And he used to fuck Perkins waitresses even though he was a billionaire. Like that's actually a positive. Yeah. 
my my issue and I love that. my issue and I've said it before is why do I have to why does this have to happen to me on a Sunday where like I'm on Twitter and just like getting going and everything is like tiger 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 like this is it, it he is Dwight Howard Tiger Dwight Woods ha- is Dwight Howard Dwight Howard in 2009 was in the NBA finals since then has had major back problems the game has gotten younger he's gotten worse and he's done absolutely nothing could you imagine like uh, Dwight Howard having a good game and Twitter losing its goddamn mind over it like enough just enough well he he definitely even this morning people tweeting directly at me well he definitely has to win a major how about like can we how ju- would you how would you let me ask you this how would you feel if Tiger won a major Great. I mean, majors are not easy. There's only sure. What, four great. Of them here, then, right? su- then suddenly, he'd be worthy of tweeting about nonstop. Every. I mean, our boy Tug Coker. That's it. Sunday's canceled. Sunday Tiger's back. Go c- cancel your day. It's couch time. It's like, uh, like. I feel the exact same way about Carmelo Anthony. Like there. It'll happen where everybody will start tweeting, Carmelo, oh, he's going to the Rockets? He's going to the Lakers? Who gives a shit? He's terrible. Who cares where Carmelo Anthony goes? He's not making the Rockets better. He's not making the fucking Nets better. He's not, he's not making anybody better. Why do I care? He's washed. Call me when he's not washed. And this poor Italian guy, whose name I didn't even fucking know. Francisco Melinari. The first Italian to ever win a major. No one tweeting about him. Yeah. Nobody. Disrespect to your people, man. I'm serious, though. Disrespect to the Italians, bro. I just like it. it, Like when I wake up to direct tweets at me telling me about Tiger Woods, what place did he finish in? Fifth? Sixth? Eighth? Here's a rule. If, If a golfer isn't in the top, I don't know, 50 in the world, you're not allowed to tweet me about him. You're not. Not allowed to tweet me about the to- about a golfer outside of the top fifty. I can name six golfers: Fran- Francesco, Molinari, is it Francisco, Francesco, whatever, tomato, tomato, uh, Jordan Spieth, yeah, Rory McIlroy, the the Dustin guy, Dustin Johnson, right? He's the one that fucks Gretzky's kid. Yeah, they have like an open uh, relationship too, don't they? Uh, Ricky Fowler, yeah, he wears orange. Phil, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. I'm running out. Six. Tiger Sergio Woods? Garcia. Is he still a golfer? I don't even. Is he still? He won like a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sergio Garcia. Sergio Tecnini. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is fucking VJ Singh still golfing? Is uh Davis Love the Third? Is the guy who used to fucking? <laughs> is the guy who used to do the the Bubba, sword Bubba thing? Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. Is that a real person? <laughs> He's also a race car driver. Yeah. Right. Bubba. You can't be named Bubba Watson in golf. I know who Bubba Watson is, but I'm just saying. Remember the guy who used to do the dance with the where he'd do his club like a like a sword after he made a shot. Greg Norman, the shark. Is he still golfing? The shark was in the ESPN body issue. They showed his dick. So fully erect. Let, no, they didn't. Uh, let's go ballpark. I know twelve current golfers. You're not allowed to tweet me about the 69th golfer on a, early on a Sunday morning, especially if you're a fucking golden retriever. Jesus. Dude, this is why... But, th- and this is what I always say, too. Like, even even the 
you know, people always go, oh, you think you guys could slurp LeBron James more? Slurp him more. You fuck. Uh, no. It's like, what, what, wh- why is everybody want to, why does everybody go crazy over a guy who's not good? Not a great guy. Nostalgia, dude. We, we, but not we, a great guy. But, but that's what, dude, that's what we live in. We both know it. It's nostalgia. It's, and I fall for it too. So, so does LeBron James have to be bad for a decade before people will be like, oh, he's back. I know, Look, he's great again. I know you How don't. about just being great the whole time? I know you don't watch South Park, but that's their whole theme with the member berries. It's, it's nostalgia for athletes, pop stars, movies, TV show. This country. I don't know why it is, but it's Americans. We have Bill this- Simmons said today, like we- he tweeted at one point, if Tiger Woods hits this putt, I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna my something about his bowels. I'm gonna I'm empty gonna my, bowels. my bowels. Bowels, like what the fuck? But that's are we my point. About? It's this weird nostalgia, dude, that we love in but this why country. Everybody, like and and it's the same way with Michael Jordan. It's the same thing that we're talking about with like the 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 murals and Kobe Bryant. Like we know. That Kobe Bryant, not a good person. We know Tiger Woods, not a good person. We know LeBron James, good person. Two of those three have fucking overwhelming support. One of them is a little bitch. It's the one who gives $80 million to charity and does nothing but dominate. Well, you know, to bring it back to your new podcast, and I, and I think this is a great theme, you talk about the Joe Prano podcast, and you talked about on Dent Report last week. This comes into play, just like with LeBron or with whoever. There's haters and there's creators. LeBron's a creator. Then there's just the haters. You, you, you're you not a creator. You're just a hater. I just don't. Here's my thing. I just don't care about golf, and I understand that people do. But if I did care about golf the same way as I care about basketball and football, like I, I'd want people talking about the people who are actually doing it. Dude, it's just a world full of haters. I don't like take for example, I don't follow the NHL. Look look how much shit Sidney Crosby gets. He's soft, he's weak. Again, I don't know the sport. I know he's one of the best ever. I know that much. I know he's won multiple Stanley Cups. But like I what I don't Oh, he's a bitch. What I don't hear ever, I don't hear people going like, Yarmir Yager, he's been playing so long, just scored two goals. Can you believe Yager? He's back. Yager's back. It's official. He's back. Is he back or is he not back? Like, who gives a shit? Well, you should get into golf because I'll tell you what, that flag and anthem gear you have. Thank you. Got my whites on. Bro. That is some flag and anthem golf gear. Thank you. Is that is that part of their new summer line? No, you know this is actually an old, this oh. is original. This is like one of the first shirts I got. From Talk Clyde about Anthem. throwback, the nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. It's back. The white outfit. It's back. Well, guys, you can look just as good as Joe. And if you want to get some dapper gear for the golf course, go to flagandanthem.com. Drop promo code Dirty because that will get you twenty five percent off your first order. They got a bunch of great new clothes. They even have shoes now. Now is the time to take advantage because this offer will not be around forever. So go to flagandanthem.com and drop promo code DIRTY at checkout to get 25% off your first order. Now, now we touched on it briefly. LeBron James had another mural in Los Angeles defaced. And it's disgusting. By the way, it's not even just disgusting about these, these Kobe haters 
about LeBron. What's disgusting to me is these artists are talented. I mean, I would just stop doing it. It's just stupid. I honestly, I don't even want to talk about it much. It's like okay, that's fine. I, I, you know what? I I've always said on the show, I don't really, I don't really have a strong opinion on Lake the Lakers. I hate I hated Kobe Bryant as a player. He's everything that I dislike about guys that I would ever play basketball with. Um, and I hate Lakers fans. And now I hate, I hate Lakers fans even more. And I never understood this decision from LeBron James. And honestly, I hope he's regretting it. I hope he's regretting it. He, 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 he never belonged here. He just straight up didn't. And he did it for the wrong reasons. And it was never the right decision. And I wish, I wish somebody had been there to tell him. Dude, everybody here is a fucking loser. Like, there, it's it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go because not a single person here knows a goddamn thing about basketball. Because why would they? But they again, don't pay attention. Again, I want to specify though. I this is for sure more Kobe fans, not Lakers fans. Who knows? Are there Lakers fans? Or who are Lakers fans? Jack Nicholson. Who's Lakers? Serious question. How many Lakers fans do you know? Like, Lakers fans. Like diehard Lakers like fans? Like people that you talk Lakers basketball with. People that you're like, oh, dude, you guys got LeBron James. How about that? Well, you live in Los Angeles. Well, hold on. Before I, I say more on that, you and I also hang around a lot of people who are not from here. I know Clippers fans. Okay, we know like Chris Wilde or Sam Tripoli. I mean, like, legit diehard Lakers fans? Forget legit. Who do you know that's a Lakers fan? It's actually a pretty good question. You live in Los Angeles. I've lived here for 11 years. I know Dodgers fans. I, d- I definitely know Dodgers I fans. I know Rams fans. I agree. I don't know any Lakers fans. I, sh- I know Kings fans. I can't tell you. Serious question. I can't tell you a Lakers fan that, that you, I know. That you know personally. That I'm friends with. An actual Lakers fan. Somebody go, hey, dude. Congrats, you guys got LeBron James. Yeah, this is actually true. Well, and I just thought of something, too. When I used to work the door at Cabo Cantina in Venice Beach, I don't know why that's funny, Trevor's chuckling over there. Uh, why is that so funny, Trevor? I go to Cabo Cantina. No, not the one here in Venice, but the one in West Hollywood. Oh, or yeah. Hollywood. You go to the one in WeHo? How many times have you been there? That's your jam? No, not really. They make some good carne asada fries when my girlfriend and I always hit up. You go there for the fucking food? Well, no, we get some drinks with it, but they do make some good carne asada fries. All right. Well, you're, Let you, the man live. You're, Jesus. You're, I'm just saying, questionable that you go there for the food. Anyway, yes, when I used to work there. Those are for the margaritas. He washes it down with some carne asada fries. Let the man live. That's fine. By the way, Trevor, before you go to the marina for fucking benches, what are you talking about? Do not knock the benches in the marina. They are lovely. By the way, by the way, Trevor, I want to bring this up on the air before I tell this uh, story that no one gives a shit about. Uh, you have not smoked weed for a week. A week. Why? We're on a week. Just a needed break. Just a little, Smart. little tolerance break. See how it's going. Doctor but, says uh, five consecutive days without weed, you'll reset yourself. So you're good, but keep going. But you said when that... You come back, you just get higher. You find yourself... Uh, you get agitated a lot easier when you're not smoking. Oh, yeah. Easily. I think it's like if you were to like quit cigarettes, like yeah. if you're a big like cigarette smoker, and you stop. I think it's kind of so it's the same. It's thing. like coffee. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's what you need to do when you get back on the cannabis. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that term. 
a plug for Dent Report dropping tomorrow. Uh, that's right. You should do a Andy's fucking stone crawler. You should you should take my bike one night. Maybe we'll film it. We can film it one night. Well, I need I need a camera that we can film at night. That's the only problem. I should get one on my head, right? We'll GoPro it. Like we can get a GoPro. Okay, but you should partake too. That's what I'm saying. We'll both get super high together and go do it. Go sit at the benches. Duo stone crawler. Two guys sitting next to each other, both with <laughs> headphones in. <laughs> like, are these guys just sitting on the bench next to each other and listening to music? Full what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Little did they know we're eavesdropping on some sex. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say, when I used to work at Cabo, obviously it's a sports bar and they show games. Dude, I will never forget how dumb the Lakers and Kobe Bryant fans were. And this was when LeBron, uh, at this point, was in his... Second season, I believe, with the Heat, dude. I would, I would partake in the arguments because we were allowed to. Like, I would hop in with these fans. They're just del- you're talking about Lakers fans, Joe. They're delusional. They're just Kobe, 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 and they don't under. I mean, dude, you were going back and forth today. I mean, we're- well, I mean, it like we had we had like a peak Kobe fan today on Dirty Sports. He literally replied and said. Like, it was, like, trashing LeBron, and his thing was, well, the one thing I know about Kobe, he never would have lost to that Mavs team. And I had to quote tweet it and been like, is this a joke? It's got to be a joke, right? Like, Kobe did lose to that Mavs team. Kobe lost. He got swept by that Mavs team. He scored two points in the second half of of the Game 4 sweep, which the Lakers lost by 36 points. I would call Lakers... Now, there's different fan bases that I don't like. But even some of the fan bases that I don't like, a lot of times I would say they're knowledgeable fans. Like, like take, for example, I'm not a big fan of the St. Louis Cardinals fans. But probably because they always beat the Reds, so it's just jealousy. But I would call them knowledgeable fans, right? I feel like they understand baseball. They appreciate They know it. I would call Lakers fans completely ignorant, unknowledgeable fans. I wouldn't even call them that. I would just call them front runners, and I would call them... Like they're, it's just, it's a bandwagon fan base. So they have no basis to speak from because they're not watching it on a sure. day to day basis. I mean, perfect example is, I mean, the way that Mike D'Antoni is treated. Like, bring up Mike D'Antoni around a Lakers fan sometime. They're like, fucking worst, terrible. It's like, dude, he had, he had Kobe Bryant and Dwight Howard. And oh, yeah, they fucking both stink. And Mike D'Antoni's now coach of the year. It's like, just be knowledgeable. Just watch. Watch your team. That's what I'll say about, you know, my teams, especially the Mets and the Knicks, disaster franchises over the last 25 years. The teams, the, the fans watch it, and they just like, it's a cynical, depressed, angry, I mean, the, the 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 things that Mets fans will reference when something happens on Twitter or something happens to the Mets on Twitter, they'll be like, remember when this fucking happened? I'll be like, shit, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember that. Uh, dude, I know, like, think about just basketball fans here. Do you know any, like, I, I can name, I can pretty much name a fan of almost every basketball team that I know here in Los Angeles. And I don't know any Lakers fans. I straight up don't know any. I mean, I'm struggling too. That's the truth. But they'll appear. They're going to appear again this now, season. Now LeBron's here. Well, let's talk about the Lakers for a minute. Not that we haven't been the last 20 minutes. 
But uh, they add Michael Beasley. I mean, I, I am really intrigued by their roster. At this point, the Lakers, on, obviously on top of LeBron, Prano, they've added Rajon Rondo. Yep. Michael Beasley now. Yep. Uh, JaVel McGee. Lance Stevenson. I mean, this is an interesting group of characters on top of the young talent they have with Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo Ball and, and, and all these guys. What do you make like what do you make of this roster they're putting together? Um I mean I think I think part of the uh strategy from the beginning was going heavy defense. Rondo, Lance Stevenson, McGee, um they were they were trying to come up and then I I assumed that their approach was getting Kawhi Leonard. I thought I think that that was their strategy the whole time. They were just going from a first things first. You can't beat the Warriors if you can't stop them. Yeah, and then but but and now I think you know they're they're doing it's a very similar uh, it's a very similar approach that the Heat had in filling out their roster when LeBron went there in the first place. It's like they had three guys who were none of them were max guys, but they're all like a big chunk of the, of the you know, money, and then they had just fill it out. I mean, everybody was saying the same thing. It was like, they they signed Birdman? Like, fuck, is he in the league anymore? Like, it was always the, Mike Miller? I thought he was retired. And, like, that's what they that's what they did. They filled it around with, like, just, Shane Battier. Sh- yeah, exactly. Just, like, Norris vet, Cole. Vets you've heard of that, you know, have a, have a role. Michael Beasley, if you're... If you're the Lakers, he has a very defined role. Come off the bench. Score. Get buckets. Yeah. He did that for the Knicks last year, and he did it fantastic. He did. He was He was tremendous for the Knicks last and year. And great news for Michael Beasley. Cannabis is fully legal in the state of California. Yeah. He's going to fit right in. Now, egos, though. I mean, just look at those egos right there. Between Beasley, Rondo, Lance Stevenson alone, and then obviously Toss in LeBron. I mean, you're not that LeBron has an ego or anything, but you're dealing with different types of personalities. I mean, Luke Walton, talk about you. We always talk about ego managers as NBA head coach. Like, dude has his work cut out for him to get these guys to mesh, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's every NBA team at this point, and honestly, the NBA a little bit more so than other sports. But but at this point, every every professional sports team, these young, rich athletes that have been told they're the greatest thing in the world, they're all the best AAU player, they're all the best ever, like, is it that much more, you know, of an ego situation than Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Stephen Adams? It's like every team has... Sure. I think it's just a different type of management. I mean, really, the only complete and utter wild card is Stevenson. Right and Beasley, but Beasley's not the guy he was just a couple of years ago. He Remember was, that video he did when he was talking about what, like space and shit. Yeah, and the opening up the like eleventh percent of his brain. Well, here's here's what I had planned tonight, and I didn't really let you know this. Uh, someone who I think is would be great at relaxing people would be Bill Walton because obviously Bill's the easiest guy to talk to. We've right. met him. He's he's just a. Are you saying Luke should bring in Bill to be like a little bit of a? Yes, like his consigliere or something. Yeah, you know somebody who's going to give him advice. Isn't that the guy who won the 
British Open today? Yeah, it was Consigliere. Consigliere? Francesco Consigliere. So I have Bill Walton on the phone, and he's actually spoken to Luke, and he's going to share some of the things that he gave to Luke that he thought might help deal with all these different egos on the Lakers team. Bill, are you there? Hello, Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. This is William Walton. You can call me Bill. <laughs> you love it when I do that, don't you, Andy? Give you my full name. Did you know my full name was William Walton? Sounds like William Wallace, like Braveheart, except I've never painted my face blue. I did think my face was blue one time after taking a crazy dose of LSD at a Grateful Dead concert. I was so high, I could have sworn John Mayer was up there with the Grateful Dead, but that would be ridiculous. Anyway, I did speak to my son. Luke Walton, my son, on the phone the other day, I called him up and I said, hello, Luke, this is your father, Bill Walton. And he said, hello, dad. And I said, well, it looks like you've got a lot of egos to manage this year. You've got Michael Beasley and his 11% of the brain. You've got Lance Stevenson. He's going to be blowing on fellows, not blowing fellows. God, I would never say that. Keep it clean over there at the Dirty Sports, but blowing on people. Then you've got, of course, Rajon Rondo, a, a fine point guard, played with many egos in Boston back in the day, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett. So he knows what it's like to be on a super team, if you will. And then, of course, you have the man. That's what I call him. I don't even refer to him by his name anymore. He's not the king. He's not LBJ. He's not LeBron. He's just the man. That is what he is, and that is what he does. He does manly things in a game of boys. I said to Luke, Luke, what are you going to do? And he said, well, Dad, what's your advice? And I told him, Luke, look, first things first, put them all in a van, drive them down here to San Diego, beautiful San Diego, California, where my home is right here, on just on the outskirts of Balboa Park, one of the most glorious and beautiful, perfectly manicured parks in all of Southern California. I said, bring them down here. We'll put them all in the teepee. Right. We'll put them all in the teepee. I'll fill that teepee with the smoke of my peace pipe and we won't leave until everybody's on the same page. I want them all looking out of their third eye. Play some improv games like you do back when you're in theater school. I took theater classes at UCLA. We used to play zip, zap, zop. And I would do that with them. Play that. Everybody go out of their third eye. I'd have Lance blowing on Rajan. Rajan with a behind the back to, to JaVale McGee. Oh, JaVale. JaVale's like a TP himself. He's like a human TP. Look at him all tall and lanky. I love it. Get him down here in the TP. And then we'll all go out and we'll have fish tacos. Oh, it'll be beautiful. We'll go watch a sunset here in San Diego. Dolphins jumping, waves crashing, wind blowing through the palm trees. And I'll say, guys, look at this. You're in Southern California. What's better than this? Oh, yeah, sure. The Staples Center's in downtown LA, which is a cesspool of human filth. But it doesn't matter. It's still in Southern California. With just a 20-minute drive, you could be up in the mountains or out by the ocean Take that, think about it, and say, this is what we are, and this is who we've become. We are the Los Angeles Lakers, Southern California's own, and do it as a team. And he said, thanks, Dad. I appreciate the phone call. I said, you got it. Again, your father here, William Walton, signing off. Wow. That was some amazing insight, wasn't it, Joe? I think that was incredible. I'm surprised with all the... JaVale, McGee, and LeBron, there wasn't a throw down in there, but, you know, guess he's, guess he was, that wasn't part of his advice for them. But I think Bill's really on to, or I should say William. Yeah. 
William Just, Walton. William Walton is really onto something. Get them all relaxed. Take them to the teepee. You the know te- he's got a teepee in his backyard. I do know about the teepee. The yeah. teepee's infamous. Yeah. God, how I would love to do go to the Lakers teepee. sign Richard Jefferson. You know, you know, Big Bill loves Richard Jefferson. He does. Is Richard Jefferson still playing? I, he was playing last year. He was. He was on the Nuggets. Okay. Speaking of Nuggets. I wasn't sure. I like it, though. I I do think the Lakers are, because of all those different types of players and the kind of the hodgepodge of guys that they have, I think they're going to be interesting to watch. Like, like I said, anybody ever wants to come over here to the Smut Studio... I got cable. I got timewarner.net. We can watch them. Because they'll be interesting. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it'll be their season. People will come at that. I'm sure people will attack LeBron. They'll probably, they probably won't have the best record. They'll probably finish fourth or fifth or something ridiculous, you know. And then, of course, they'll go into the playoffs and they're, they're going to be playing in the Western Conference Finals because they have LeBron James. That's what LeBron James does. Yeah. Gotcha. So. You want to talk a little baseball? Sure. You guys, uh, you you traded your boy. Familia. For is it, is nothing. It, is it pronounced Jarius? Yes. Jarius, that's a great name. Yeah. Jarius Familia. That is a great fucking name. I mean, we got the most boring white names. Joe Prano, Andy Ruther. This dude's named Jarius Familia. I'm going to name my kid Jarius Ruther. <laughs> I'm going to name my kid Jarius Garcia. Love it. So you guys traded him for like a fucking bag of peanuts or some shit? Yeah. It, I mean, it was classic Mets. They said like, oh, we're going to take on more money. We'll pay a salary if we have to to get better, better talent. And then they didn't pay a salary. And then they got a, you know, 24-year-old single-A third baseman. And then they got a, I mean, the reliever sounds like he's going to be okay. But still, yeah, nothing. And then they pulled the trigger super early. It's like the the deadline's the end of the month, I believe, and they're they're trading him now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I mean, it's just a classic Mets like fucking up their own. They can't even trade guys right. But of course, they they their GM's like dying of cancer, so now I have three different guys who are all like sharing the loaded GM. It's like, how about hire another GM? Would you say you're more of a Mets fan or a Knicks fan, or is that just a dumb question? Yeah, it's a pretty dumb question. Um, I mean, the one, the only thing that I would say kind of, I so I went through a rough patch with both. I, I, I didn't go through a rough patch with the Mets, but I just stopped watching baseball in the post-steroid thing. So, like, I do have a break in there, like a pretty extended break from baseball entirely. Um, and then I was sort of rooting against the Knicks, when they had Carmelo. So like like how I was with the Bengals. Yeah. It's like this weird love hate. Like thing. I, 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 I was all in. But like I've yeah. I mean, it's I'm I'm I would say I'm equally a fan of both. I but the Knicks were always like growing up, it was just like nothing was like touch Knicks playoff basketball. Yeah. Not even like Giants playoff football. Like, Knicks playoff basketball was, like, everything. I always find it interesting, as someone who did not grow up in an NBA town, it's like I missed all that. But just, like, the Garden, like, Shea Stadium was a dump. Yeah. The Garden, it's, like, incredible. The Garden, the Garden's the best place to watch a fucking basketball game. Like, the end. 
You know, like even I would go there and watch the NIT. I'd go there and watch a Big East tournament. Why I don't would, even care about college basketball. Why would you say the guard? And I'm not disputing. I'm just curious. Cause I've never been there. It's just got the best atmosphere. Yeah. Like they just the way just the way it was built. It's like it's it's straight up and down like when you're when you're upstairs you're like way the fuck away but you also like are sort of like hanging over it you feel like it's it's pretty big it's right in new york city so you're walking i mean you're walking it's it's above penn station you're walking out of the city and right in it's not like downtown la like it would be the equivalent of walking like from sunset boulevard into a into a stadium. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the marquee outside and just like the energy, like the atmosphere in the garden, like nothing touched. I've never felt anything comparable to like Knicks playoff basketball in the garden. What other NBA arenas do you like? Um, It's a great question. I've been to the Boston Garden. I've been to the old Boston Garden and the new one. The old one was like pretty cool. I bet. Um. The new one's like fine. It's still it's so good. Celtics fans are you know, they're good. they're a good bunch. Um, I've been to I've been to the arena down in Philly. It was okay. It's like fine. Like what I think they they have done with baseball that they haven't really managed to do when it comes to arenas is like they they've gone like the old school baseball stadium, and you're like oh this is better than like that seventies. I feel like old arenas for some reason feel more like tight and like sure and and new ones is like oh it's spacious and like there's a walk around rotunda and like you're a whatever and it just like feels like they all feel the same to me yeah. whereas in when you go to a new ballpark they always find a way to make it like a little different a little special and I feel like the garden like I don't know how you do it but it, it just like it just has its own vibe yeah it's 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 big, but it's just it's still an arena. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, I'd love to catch a game. You and I are going to be headed to Chicago here in about six. I've never or been se- to the arena in Chicago. Six or seven weeks. I'd love to catch United Center. Is that what they're still calling it? Yeah. Obviously, they the Bulls won't be playing, but maybe we can hop on the SeatGeek app and go catch a game to see the Chicago White Sox or the Cubs. What do you we're, think? We're going. I'm going to both of those. And we're going to get our tickets on Seeky Candy Ruther. I know we are. And I even talked, and I this probably won't be able to work, but I talked to, you know, my good buddy, the infamous guy on couch. He said, he's like, dude, you hop on that Seeky app. I listen to the show. Maybe you guys can come up with me and we'll go to Milwaukee. It's only an hour away. Go see a game using Seeky. Go to Miller Park. I've never been to Miller Park and I would love to do that. Let's do it. It's only an hour away. Bang out three, uh, Three stadiums on that trip. Wow. Have you been to Miller Park? I have not. Fuck, man. I mean, I'm such a Miller Life fan. I know. I feel like we have to do this now. Let's set it up, guys. So I'll be getting those tickets on SeatGeek. We love SeatGeek because every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. It should be. It's ours. Your go-to app to finding the best deal on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And guys, best of all, all Dirtballs get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And uh, I just brought up the Brewers and Miller Park. We got to talk about Josh Hader getting a standing ovation. I just don't understand it. 
So obviously Josh Hader's old, racist, homophobic, uh, bad news tweets come out. And then the Brewers fans, to me the appropriate reaction is just don't do anything. But standing ovation, I what? It just I, doesn't look. It doesn't reflect well on the city. What? I understand it. Like one, I just don't understand how it happens as a group. Yeah. So somebody stands up. Like, what are you? What are you even applauding? I don't know. That's a. That's. I, I thought about this. I'm. Confused. I saw somebody. Uh, I saw somebody with a great tweet today. I forget who it was. It was like. Uh, it was like well, worked out that his uh, his return just happened to come on like racist Midwest <laughs> fat guy day or something like that. Like fat racist white Midwestern fat day. racist appreciation fan yeah, day. It's like, I, I I mean yeah, it's weird. And bad look for Milwaukee. But that's that's exactly my point. Like I wouldn't. There's a difference between supporting the guy. Like we we said again, we're not justifying any of the tweets, but you know he did some fucked up shit. He was younger. His teammates have his back, so they know him well. But again, to me, the appropriate response is no reaction to stand and applaud. And the appropriate response is like, oh, maybe it's time we go to the bathroom. <laughs> And maybe we we'll go get a beer or come back after the racist is done pitching. <laughs> it's only a pitch like an inning or two, right? Is that is that you're like, oh, this is awkward yeah, face. Weird. Get me out of here. This is the guy who was uh dropping the N-word, right? Well, yeah. Maybe we go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know though, man. It's it's pretty wild. I'd have been like, let's go get a beer. You're like, they stopped serving in the seventh. I'm like, let's just go let's go get a lemonade, you know what I mean? Pretty, it's a pretty awkward situation. Standing O, though. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, just, just don't react. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. don't do anything. Yeah. It's not a good look. But yeah, I just feel like it, it's groupthink, and it's like people like, oh, and I'm we're not, doing this. We're supporting that, him. It's like, why? That's the thing. And I'm not calling everybody you don't race. To, I didn't. You, you don't have to boo him. Yeah, exactly. I'm not calling everybody racist in Milwaukee for supporting him. Doesn't Milwaukee have a, like, is Milwaukee like a racist town? I mean, every city's got racial issues. Right. Every city has racial tensions, has a history. I mean, that's the truth, though. Every city does. Yeah. For the most part. Especially East Coast or Midwest. I mean, well, fuck. Every city. Even look at L.A. There's a bad history here. So, I don't know. I mean, to answer that question, it's just like... I mean, it's so north. It's so white. Milwaukee? Yeah. It's basically almost Canada. When I think Wisconsin, I do... up on cheese. Yeah, when I think of Wisconsin, I do think white people. I think fat people. That Yeah, fat white people. Yeah. I mean, I was in Wisconsin, and I was like, God damn, I feel great about myself. So yeah. I'm on the beach in L.A. I'm like, God, you're fucking gross. Yeah, because everybody's in shape here. Yeah. When I was in there, I was like, yeah, give me some cheese curds. I got to catch up. Yeah. I got about fucking I got about 50 pounds to catch up on you guys on. Yeah, you show up there. They're like, dude, do you have a, are you anorexic? Do you have an eating disorder? Eat some fucking cheese and some bratwurst. You're like, I beer. couldn't eat. There's a black guy at my, in my restaurant. They're like, I've heard, I hear you. <laughs> Lost my appetite. I don't know. 
Maybe I should. Maybe we gotta get to the bottom of this from guy on couch. What Milwaukee? Just like the, the it's any of the uh, the racial tensions. I, I just don't like. I uh, yeah. To me, I'd have been like, no, nah, this is. I will say their stadium does look cool though. Yeah. Is that dude? The, I've been to Miller Park. You have. It's that, a nice stadium. Does that dude still slide down the slide? Oh, yeah, every home run. Bernie Brewer. What's his name? Bernie I can, Brewer. I can tell you, maybe yeah. Definitely not a black guy underneath that. No. <laughs> He's a brewer. Every time he have he slides into like a mug of beer, right? Yeah, that's a cool little shtick that the stadium has. Yeah. Sausage races too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say sausage racist or sausage <laughs> racist? The sausage racist. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm Zekiel Bassa. <laughs> I gotta bring this up, and this is old news, but I just thought it was the funniest thing. I love the one thing I love, and you know what? I have not been to a minor league baseball game probably since I went to the Las Vegas 51s when I lived in Las Vegas, the Triple A affiliate. Who is it? The Mets now? Yeah, they were. I think they still. They might. Still it used be. to be the Dodgers when I lived there. Yeah, I, I think it's still the Mets. Although this might be the last year of the Mets. Okay. Yeah. Because you know the Mets when you're when you're going to be bringing guys up and down from AAA, you definitely want them flying from Vegas to New York. Yeah, it makes sense. Fucking idiots. Well, I saw this because uh, it made all the headlines. The Montgomery Biscuits. What a great team name. They did a promotion. Uh, and it actually it Biscuits. happened. It happened yesterday. They are a Tampa Bay Rays Double A affiliate. This was their promotion, Millennial Night, and they promoted it as free stuff, participation ribbon, selfie stations, napping areas. Oh, the shots fired at Millennials. It's the tweet said, "Want free things without doing much work? When you're in luck." Riverwalk Stadium will be millennial-friendly on Saturday, July 21st with a participation ribbon giveaway just for showing up. Napping and selfie stations along with lots of avocados. Bro, the troll level on this is 100. And then, of course, the millennials trolled them back by still not caring about baseball. They're like, we're not coming. I read. Did we, did we get a turnout? Do we have any numbers on millennial night? I don't know, but I read a lot of the tweet responses of just angry people. Well, first of all, this made headlines everywhere. Yeah. So people who don't—what amazes me about social media is people don't understand how marketing works. This was brilliant marketing because mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it. So, so here's a tweet from some—no, it is. I actually—I know you were mocking me earlier. Those were some bad hashtags. I understand marketing, Joe. I see where you're going with this. But listen to these tweets back. I understand marketing. Yeah. I do. I understand it. I was calling the Donald Trump thing way before it happened. I was. What Donald Trump thing? I was saying the longer everybody takes this guy serious, the more he's going to win. He was taking it right out of the Kim Kardashian or the Kardashian playbook, and he did, and he brilliantly did, and he won. So you know what? I told everybody first. Anyway, you don't like somebody? You want somebody to go away? Ignore them. But what do I know? I know a lot, motherfuckers. Okay, so this guy tweets right to quote tweet their promotional tweet because the best way to draw up business is to ostracize an entire demographic. Actually, you weren't going to go to the game anyway. Also, why ostracize them? It's giving you're giving them free stuff, the selfie station, avocados. I mean, yeah. If you if you lived there, you would have gone just for the fucking avocados. 
I just don't understand people that there were people genuinely getting mad. I think well, this is such a funny promotion. I mean, we also know that millennials are well known for being offended by everything, right? So, is this a surprise? In fact, I'm sure somebody's suing them over it. How dare you? I'm not a millennial. I won't be labeled. Why are the millennials... In fact, I've heard that the uh, Montgomery Biscuits have officially lost their team due to the the tweets that they wrote about this. They've already taken away their team. Well, they haven't backed down, and they kept responding to people. That's what I Good. love. Why, why are millennials such bitches? This is what I'm trying. To, this is what I was trying to figure out the other day. Because the parents had to be culpable here. The parents of millennials, like like Trevor, hop, hop on here. You you, you got to be our millennial guy. <laughs> careful, careful, careful. Any of that shit gets spilled on. Our millennial intern just spilled a beer and almost knocked over a fucking audio gear. Are we good? We're good. It's on the <laughs> carpet, but. Well, well, whatever. Just improve the carpet. Yeah, even though that was, even though that was one of the completely clean areas. Look, <laughs> look, look! You can you can tell how clean that area of the carpet was. That was an area of carpet that had not been touched. Well, now it has. Okay. Anyway, it's a fumble. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. Uh, you're not getting paid this week. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what year were your parents born? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, my mom was 61 and my dad was 67. Okay, so in the 60s. I'm just trying to get to what the bottom. Yeah, what are you doing here? Well, what kind of fucking crazy Andy Ruther math is going on? Well, here? because this is what I'm thinking. Is it that these these people born in the 60s and 70s, is it their fault that the millennials are such bitches? No. It's like... The problem with is I'm just trying to get the bottom. Of it. I don't know. No, the problem is that everybody. It's it's. Uh, this is the same thing as we were talking about with like the hater thing. It's group. It's the group mentality. It's worse. Once than- once one person says like I'm offended by this or you can't do this or everybody has to have this, then everybody goes well. Then we have to have it. And then yeah. It just spreads. Yeah. I've said for a long time we've halted evolution. We've halted it. It used to be. Only the strong survive. Now we protect the weak. Ah. And so the weak are just giving birth to even weaker. And everybody gets their, like like this thing is saying, everybody gets their participation trophy. There are no grades. We won't be grading. You'll come into the end of the school year. You'll tell me how you think you did. Yeah. Everybody, you know what I mean? There's some up front. Now the, complaints, <laughs> now the complaints about... Uh, the this the people being upset that Scarlett Johansson's gonna play a transgender, that The Rock played somebody with a fucking missing a leg. Everybody needs to be everybody needs to be coddled and needs to be told, oh, it's okay. Unless you're a white dude, and then you're the devil. And Fact. everybody needs everybody needs to, their own little chunk of it. Everybody's privileged except for my group. My groups, we're black, so we're not as privileged as the Latins, and the Latins aren't as privileged as the whites. Women aren't as privileged as men. It's like everybody's just everybody's just crying, woe is me. Look at how difficult my life is. Meanwhile, everybody's life is fucking fine because what the hell are we talking about? Like a couple hundred years ago, you would have died of fucking smallpox. Yeah. Now you're like, I don't have the seven. 
I just love the six. If I was white, I'd have the I would have the ten. I'd have the X. It's like everybody just oh, everybody just bitches and complains, and then they all have to get everybody has to be equal. Everything has to be equal. Everybody gets the same thing all the time. You don't have to worry about. It. You don't have to earn it. You just get it. It's the way it goes. Because how dare somebody have something that somebody else not have? It's gross. It is gross. And and honestly, but how do we change this? How do we eradicate? Oh no, this? no, we no, we've lost this one. It's over. <laughs> this is not. No, I disagree. Okay. No, I'm just saying because you do see the movements in. How many people have gotten fired from their job since our last episode for like joking on the internet? Probably a lot. We're, we're, look, obviously we're, we're more sensitive to things, but I'm saying you're also seeing a massive. We're we are part of that. You're seeing a massive backlash, and you're seeing people who are just as fervent on the social justice warrior side. On our side, people that are just as adamant. Is my point? What side? I don't even know what side anybody's on anymore. That's the thing. Remember when it was like, oh, liberal snowflakes. Liberal snowflakes, they can't handle this and they can't handle that. Now, meanwhile, like conservatives are out there like calling out people on their fucking jokes and like trying to get people fired. And like no one, no one, everybody's just out for themselves. That's that's the thing. Everybody's just out for themselves. Yeah. Everybody. That's it. If it affects me, then it's important. If it doesn't affect me, it's not important. Fuck everybody. I need my shit. You get your shit. That's it. Conservatives, liberals, women, men. So we were talking about this on the Dent Report. It's 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 cutting up the whole world into little subsections of people, and being like, we're gonna have our march because we, as white male podcasters with brain injuries, have have been treaded on for too long. It's the Dent March. Dent March. Dent March. We want to be on the iTunes charts. It doesn't matter. You know what? Maybe people with dented heads, they don't know how to subscribe on iTunes. So we should just be automatically allowed to chart. We should be number one. It's like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have to earn it. That's the problem. It's, it, it's you know, it's, you know what's funny? They do, sh they really show well, that. I want to be in the NBA and the WNBA. Just because I'm not good enough doesn't mean I shouldn't be allowed to be there. I I made that joke on I made that joke on Twitter. I'm sure I'll get fired over if I ever actually have a job. But I made the joke on on Twitter a few years ago about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I said if fat girls were allowed to be in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, then I want to be in the NBA. What? Just because I'm not good enough? Who cares? We're just letting people in that didn't didn't work hard. They didn't work hard on their body. They didn't work hard on. They didn't. They don't. They don't have any of the things required to be a swimsuit model. But now we're letting them be swimsuit models? No. Then I want to be in the NBA. If fat girls can be in swimsuit models and bad basketball players can be in the NBA, I want my NBA shot. I'll play with Beasley. I'll play with Rondo. I'll play with JaVale McGee. I want to join the Lakers. Let's go. Why not? Because I'm not good at basketball? Since when are those the rules? Fuck you. I, I deserve it. Let Prano Laker. Yeah. Let Prano Laker. 
Let's get into some NFL stuff real quick. Uh, you mentioned briefly. Did I miss this? We didn't yes, really get into did. it. Yes, you did. So first what happened is the, the Dolphins said they were going to punish guys. and Which they basically have retracted. Right. And then a bunch of other teams came out and said that they weren't punishing their guys, including my New York Giants, thankfully. Although that did come from Steve Tisch, uh, not one of the mayors, so that's suspicious. But uh, I'll double back to that when I when I know more. But then the NFL Players Association and the league put out a joint statement saying that they are suspending all punishments and that the, the rule that they had that players could be punished or fined for – not coming out or or kneeling during the anthem, all suspended. So we're in limbo. Total limbo. They got to figure out what to do Dude. before the season starts because because we're not that long far away from the Hall of Fame game. Right, well, training camp. I was looking. You know, obviously the Rams. When is the Hall of Fame game? Two weeks. It's usually Three the first weeks. week of August. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, I was looking, you know, because they're training camps at, uh, at UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was curious to go down there. And uh, it's basically starting. It starts this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some some players have already reported. Well, the Dolphins did a complete 180. What, what amazes me on these situations is you don't see, like, who doesn't have the the foresight to see this backlash. The the, who, who the is, but the Dolphins then said like, you have to submit paperwork, and then they submitted the paperwork that they just thought they had to submit, and then it's a whole big fucking, it's a whole big nonsensical thing. Because what happened, people don't understand. What happened is there was no rule, there was no actual rule passed. They didn't take a fucking vote. There's a collective bargaining agreement. There's the owners and the players association. And they have an agreement that they both sign saying these are all the rules that we agree on. Sure. And if the players don't like it, they can strike. And if the owners don't like it, they can fucking not have a team, whatever the case may be. So that's why we've had strikes in the past over different issues. The owners just said, this is the rule. And the players are like, uh, we didn't sign up for that. And they're like, fuck you. And then... Team started saying, "Okay, we're gonna abide by this rule. We're gonna be able to punish players." And then the rule was, "You can punt the because the owners can't make a rule without the players on board. The owners can fine the teams, but they can't fine the players directly. The league can't fine the players, but the league can fine the team, and then the team can fine the players." That was the loophole. Yeah, yeah. It's confusing. It's convoluted. That's for sure. I hope, I hope, honestly, and and you obviously saw the story, right? That the NFL made more money last year than it ever made. Yeah, yeah. So the whole uh, no one's watching, make America great again. That whole the whole boycott last year, oh, that didn't work at all. It didn't work at all. No, I mean, I saw the only thing it worked I saw, to do. I saw, the only thing it worked to do is keep Colin Kaepernick off the Texans. So you guys went four and twelve, and keep Colin Kaepernick off the Dolphins and. People lost thousands of dollars to us, and then you know we're millennials and didn't pay up and took a selfie instead, and you know all all kinds of stuff. But the the league accomplished nothing, and the the boycotts accomplished nothing. The, the league actually made more money than it ever had. The league made eight billion dollars in revenue last year. Yeah, eight billion, the most it's ever made. 
Revenue was up for every single team. So the boycott didn't affect shit. Just like it won't affect shit if you boycotted, though. Well, again... Because a lot of that money was off the TV deals, which are already set in place. Right. Absolutely. But the difference is that I... I'm not boycotting to affect the league whatsoever. Uh, it's just a personal choice. I'm boycotting because I'm not going to fucking support it. The The idea that these, the, that the Make America Great Again people think that they have some, oh, look at what we're doing. Look at it. Look at us. We'll fuck it. No, you're not doing anything because people are still going to watch. So it doesn't matter. But my thing is I'm not going to give my money to it. I'm not going to fucking support it. But I'm not going to go around going, look, the, the numbers are down. It's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I know how shit works. Well. The, I, again, my opinion is the, the, this issue, if they don't solve it, is a long-term, not a short-term issue for the NFL. It's a long-term issue. I believe less people will play. Well, the owners... And you and I talked about this actually the other day at my pool. The owners of the NFL, and actually we've talked about this on Dirty Sports, Joe. I've said it before. The owners of the NFL, to me, are more just out of touch with the fans. Let's just just talk about the fans. Than any league, than the NBA, the Major League Baseball. I can't speak for NHL because I don't watch it. But my point is this. When you see these ticket prices... And the Rams and Chargers now for their new stadium in Inglewood, ticket prices have came out. When you see these ticket prices, it literally looks like a joke. Yeah. For the Rams' new stadium, the Rams who we know have trouble drawing people on both the home and away side. It's right. boring. The cheapest tickets for the Rams, or as far as the seat license concerned for the new stadium, is 15000 that's for a seat license. Yeah, that's just that's just for the right to buy the tickets. And those are in shitty sections of the new stadium. Yeah, Three, it's stupid. On, but it's there because it's in LA, and and they've done this in a lot of cities. It's all targeting corporations. They want people to buy the tickets. Oh, you don't have to buy it. Your company can buy it, and then you guys can all have the seats, and you can do whatever. And it's like, you know what that makes for shitty fans. Different people in those seats every week. Like, people that have that money to to buy those tickets are not the kind of people that are going to be there fucking tailgating. And they're not going to be the kind of people that are screaming for their team. Well, here's the deal. It's, it's going to be the people that are like, oh, look at me. We're all at the ballpark. Yeah. But but that's my point. Now, this isn't this isn't the whole stadium. In fact, this isn't the majority of the stadium. If, if you read into the, the seat licensing, you know, this is basically 25%. It's still 25% of stadium. Right. The minimum fifteen grand. It goes up to a hundred grand just for seat license. And you bring up the good point. That's my point. I've been to two Rams games now. The Rams fans that are there are the good, for the most part, the, the type of fans that go to Dodgers games. It's like a Mexican family of four that is is bringing you know money. What about the Shaborings? Or the Shaborings who aren't gonna use aren't going to get a license for the new stadium. Shabelli has already told us. But that's my point. You're eliminating loyal fans. This is where the owners are so out of touch. And, and it's not just L.A. It's Dallas. It's wherever. But it's not. But you know what? They don't give a fuck, dude. But you know what? They're not really out of touch. They're in touch with money. 
They want to make as much but, money as possible. But that's the they, point. So the, it's not about it's not a matter of being out of touch. I don't think that they don't know that this gets rid of the common man. They don't care. That's the answer. But they fuck, don't give a fuck shit. Fuck them, then, dude. Well, I mean, that's yeah, exactly. But it's true, though, dude. Right. Like I get, I get that football is only eight. So they home don't games. care. They don't care about the working man watching the games, and they don't care they about don't the players. Care about the working man playing the games. They just care about money. That's why they're the worst group of owners. Like I said, of all the sports, dude, you would never see this from a Mark Cuban. You would never see this. The NBA. It's why the NBA is the best league. It's why the NBA is beloved worldwide. It's why the NBA continues to grow. It's that. They, they're they have owners like you said, like a Mark Cuban, who they are. They that that's like a a guy who has new money, who's like I know what it's like to be a basketball fan. So now I want the experience to be good for me if I was a basketball fan. It's the same way. Baseball is like can be just as bad. Baseball that that with especially when Seelig was commissioner, Seelig, I mean, the the Mets have been mismanaged forever. Mark Cuban wants a baseball team, but they're letting Will Ponds run a Ponzi scheme and not pay and and run a a team in the biggest market in the country like they're in Milwaukee instead of letting a Mark Cuban buy the team. Why? Because it's this old boys club and this is the way we do it and we pick our it's like no, fuck it, be like the NBA. Whoever wants it. P Diddy wants a team, give him a fucking team. You got a checkbook? Here. Jay Z's gonna be the fucking owner. Great, we love it. Now everybody loves us. It's just stupid. And the and, and the NFL is the biggest and the the biggest example of it ever. It's like like you always say, old, rich, white, oil magnates, all this shit. And they're just people who are like, we're just here about to make money. Yeah, we're just here to make money. The and and that's that's the problem with the NFL is it does make so much money and people aren't going to stop watching is like there are some teams that actually are making decisions against the benefit of their team. They're deciding I would rather do this because I think it makes me more money than it does to make me win. Then that's the number one thing that you have to do in sports. You have to try to win or else you're stealing from your fans. Because they're giving you money to watch a winning product. If you're not put, if you're not trying to put a winning product on the team, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. That's what I said with the Houston Texans last year. That's what I said with the Dolphins last year. That's what I said with essentially any team that signed a guy who wasn't as good as Colin Kaepernick. You're stealing from your fans. Houston Texans fans that bought a public seat license. And they have to have eight games, and they have to have two preseason games, and they have to have parking. And there's and they have to pay that no matter what, even after Deshaun Watson gets hurt. Now they have to watch Tom Savage go out there and go four and twelve. They have to pay for it. They can't get a refund. Even though you've decided you're not gonna hire somebody that's gonna give them an opportunity to see a winning team. So you're like, fuck it, we don't care. If you go to McDonald's, yeah, I was just gonna and use they the, shit in your fries. I was just gonna use the food. You return as- the food. Yeah, that's the perfect example. We ran out of fries, 
So instead of fries, we've given you shoelaces in a box. Or, or Wait, it, that's not how this works. Or I want a different product. No, sorry. You already you you bought the number two. Number two comes with two cheeseburgers, a drink, and French fries. We're out of French fries. You get shoelaces in a box. Yeah. What? But I don't want. The, can I switch to like onion rings or something? No. That's not how this works. The onion ring kneeled one time. You're not getting onion rings. You're getting shit in a box. We need, we need new owners. That's what we need. Wasn't it Diddy who said he was interested in buying the... Carolina Panthers? Yeah. Didn't they sell it to some other white dude? That's my point, though. There's no, there's no foresight here with the league. They're, they're not looking 20 years from now. They're really not. And, you know, you might just say, oh, you guys are bitching about this. But it is going to be a problem. It really is. Here's the thing, Andy. Maybe you need to realize that there's other places besides California where people can't just go sit on a bench in the marina and stare at boats. And we care about America, so we don't give a fuck that black people are, aren't allowed to do whatever they want. So, America. It's wild, man. doesn't make any sense. I, lo- I love that. I love that. Well, you fucking guys in California don't like what? I'm not even fucking from here. People are so dumb. They're so fucking dumb. And the NFL is is dumb because because again, it's like you said, it's smart business. No one's going to disagree with that. But at the end of the day, you're saying fuck you to the fan. You're giving the biggest fuck you ever. Everything continues to go up. And I, I don't know in comparison about the the NBA or MLB package, but I know I looked at, you know, I've gotten the NFL package uh, the last two years. I've seen it's gone up again. Like, you're just saying fuck you to me. Like, why? Because I want to watch a fucking sport? Because I know you'll pay it. Maybe. It is a tax write-off. Is it? It is, yeah. It's a business expense. <coughs> okay. You hearing that, Uncle Sam? That's right. And the IRS you know listening. What else is a tax write-off, Uncle Sam? Not paying your taxes. Oh shit! Just kidding. I was told not to say that on the podcast. I have to delete that. <laughs> One last thing, uh, and then we'll get to dirtball calls. The Brandon Cook signing I thought was interesting. Okay. Just because the Rams, they have not signed uh, Aaron Donald to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks has not played a snap yet with the Rams. <laughs> they throw 80 mil, uh, five years. Obviously, not all, not all 80s guaranteed, but it, it's a huge contract. Uh, he's 24. He's young. Obviously, yeah. he's got Jared Goff, who played very well last year, and Gurley. He's got pieces around him, but uh, interesting move, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that they... They're just saying, we got this offense. Exactly. Let's do it. They've got... And now they've got a guy. They They... Had a pretty great offense last year, considering they were like, "Hey, look, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, yeah, exactly." And like all those guys played pretty well in that offense. And then it was the uh, who's the white guy, Con- Cooper Cup, Cooper, Cooper Cup. And then the tight end was pretty good, uh, Higby. Yeah. Was but pretty good too. I think that they know if those guys can do what they did in that offense, then a, an actual playmaker. I mean, you never know what the fuck a guy. I mean, he played with Breeze. And he played with um, Brady. Brady, 
and he didn't really do all that well at Brady, honestly. So yeah, he did, yeah, he did, he did well. He had over a thousand yards. Okay, I mean, he wasn't like a fucking superstar. Didn't he have his best season? Uh, again, eighty million dollars. But also, you got to look at he played with Breeze and he played with Brady. So and they do know where the sun sets. Yeah, that's what you're I saying. I mean, I think he. I think he's a nice weapon. Like, look, you gotta pay. You gotta pay these guys. How many? How many years did he get? Five years. Five years. Eighty mil. Okay. Yeah. I like it. They're going for it. Yeah. The one thing we were talking about owners. I think the Rams. I think Stan Kroenke realized quickly. Not that this town is is a good sports town to begin with, but they just will not support the Rams unless they win. And I think he's realizing quickly. Oh shit! We had a good year last year. You know, we add Indomitian Sue. We add. He's Brandon also Coach. trying to sell hundred thousand dollar PSLs. Exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. He's smart enough to know that. Of and course. And then he'll get everybody's money. He'll get everybody stoked to for the new team. Oh, look how good we are! And then I'll probably fucking do what a lot of these owners do. And he goes, "Okay, I got your you got your season tickets. I got your PSLs. You all own seats now. And now it's on you if you want to get rid of them. Yeah. Peace. Sure." You want to do some dirt ball calls? Sure. Let's do it, man. Let's get those headphones on and uh, hear from the people. All right. Our first dirt ball call is going to be from, you know what? Let's, let's play the teaser. Let's give our boy Beverly Dillon Modimated a shout out. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Yes. Trevor, you're dirt killing balls, me. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. <laughs> Dirt balls, Did we just dirt kill everyone's cars. ear? We got the kill my dirt balls, ear. Dirt <laughs> Trevor just looked at me like, 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 Ruther, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, our apologies to anyone who, we're going to get sued for that. <laughs> Speaking of suing. All right, CT, our boy CT, big announcement. Hey, fellas, CT here, calling you live from beautiful Pullman, Washington, home of Washington State University. Go Cougs. Getting married tomorrow, guys. Just wanted to let you all know. It's been a long, crazy journey. Just wanted to thank you, Brano and Andy, for all the tussing you've been doing. Um, and Dirt Balls, it's possible. You can find a lady. Settle down with her. She understands the <laughs> Dirt Ball fam. understands most of your savages. But uh, I want to say a big thanks to... Joe and Andy and all the guys, people at the stand I've met. Everyone's been great. Uh, anyways, have a good day, guys. And uh, Billy Madison's the best Adam Sandler movie. And I take back my Top Gun overrated comment. Oh, so he takes back Top Gun as an overrated. Great. Billy Madison. Or, or did he say Happy Gilmore? Billy he said Madison. Billy Madison. So that wasn't even one we were debating. Okay, so I, by the <laughs> way, I think it's a good... It's a good piece of advice. Like he's encouraging dirt balls that you can find a lady. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that is that is, what is that advice? But is that where we're like, at? First of all, congratulations to yes. CT. And uh, I was I was just up there when I was just up in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. He was all turned. He was all drunk. He's like, "You gotta come to the wedding." So sorry, I couldn't make it. CT, um, congratulations. Is that N- where we're ni- at? Nice lady. Is that I- where we're her. at though with our fan base? Like you guys can find a lady too. Like 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 we have so many dudes out there who can't get a lady that we're like, you can do it. 
Who knows? Okay, let me ask you this question. I love you guys. I love you, Dirtballs, before I ask this. You just know that. What percentage of our listeners have not had sex in the last six months? I mean, listen to that silence. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm trying to factor in. I mean, you have to. You have to factor in. We have. We do have a lot of young fans. A lot of married fans. Right. Two. Two sexless groups. But I would hope, even if you're married, you're, you've had sex in the oh, last you don't six know months. Anything about married people. Um, I have four brothers who are married. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you think they have sex every six months? I hope so. Uh, I'm going to go with forty percent. Forty percent of our listeners have not had sex within the last six months. I mean, I. I I'm what about the guy who's a golden retriever? <laughs> yeah. Is he having doggy style sex? Probably, right? Yeah. Although I don't know. It was a Sunday morning. Good morning to go to the dog park and get your hump on. Instead, he's tweeting me about Tiger Woods. So. That's a good point. Does look like it from his profile picture that he he is a golden retriever that owns a boat, though. So I don't know if that helps or hurts. Yeah. Dolls can do a lot these days, man. I mean, think about how many think about how many people tweeted us. What would you say? Here's a better one. If you don't have a profile picture, what what do you think the percentage of people that don't have a profile picture of themselves have had sex in the past six months? I mean, if you're afraid to just have your face on something, are you going out to bars like meeting women, talking to them? No, I that forty percent is suddenly down to at least twenty. I mean, you're gonna slice it right in half. Yeah. Easily. I mean, that's a whole new podcast we could do here at DSPN, giving tips on on how to just talk to girls, how to talk to people. Just uh, you mean like, look, you, first things first. You have to, you just have to be confident. If you're not confident enough in your opinions, that's tough to have though. To for put a your lot face on them. Well, start, start get the ball rolling. It's a snowball effect. Just be more confident. Stop hiding behind a picture of your dog. Start there. But, 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 my job, my job, my job. You don't have a job. You're a fucking golden retriever. Okay, let's get to... uh, Also, you don't have to worry about your job if you don't tweet stupid shit. Exactly. Let's get to another call. Hey, Dirty Sports, it's Mark from Virginia. Home of number one Virginia Dirtball, Kyle Aronofsky, first-time caller. He's from Jersey. I'm calling in about yeah, he's the from guy Jersey. who called the cops for the Sterling incident, we'll call it. He must be a punk bitch because he must have gone to Herndon High School. Shout out West Potomac High School. All right, Virginia. Bro, get to your fucking question. Nothing Either way, outs. question for you guys. Um, what's the strangest scenario you have gotten for having the cops called on you. All right. That's both Andy, Joe. Hell, even throw the interns in there as well. Uh, condoms are for the Washington Redskins. Peace out. Let's see. The strangest thing I've well, had the cops called well, on. Well, I just shared it recently, without a doubt. Those women at the hostel show who were heckling, and I kick them out of the comedy show, the one lunatic claims I assaulted her calls the Santa Monica Police Department. I mean, you can't get much wackier than that. Yeah. But I have a great story of of one from college where a girl, she didn't call it on me. 
I might have told this on air. In fact, I texted Cutter to refresh my memory on this. This is a gem of a story. So New Year's Eve, uh, freshman year, college break. I'm back in Cincinnati. Remember Buddy Bell? Yeah. Former Major League Baseball player, manager. Buddy Bell, you know, his dad played for the Reds, so he's from Cincinnati, and uh, his daughter was in my class. Like, you know, she went to one of the all-girls schools. Anyway, she's out of her mind drunk. Again, this is our freshman year of college, uh, New Year's Eve, and she's claiming that a group of guys playing drinking games stole her phone, and she can't find her phone, and she's losing her mind. So she calls 911 and says, my cell phone's missing. Just fucking out of her mind drunk. So the cops show up. This is a big party. The girl's parents were there who had the party. But then Buddy Bell himself showed up. And at the time, I believe he was managing the Rockies. And uh, I got to pull up this quote because Cutter sent it to me. Uh, One of the kids all wasted (laughs) just looked up and goes, Hey, Buddy Bell, you suck. And then Buddy Bell at this party is trying to like get into it with some 19-year-old drunk college kid. The cops are there. They're like, dude, what is going on? Like, just a terrible situation. She called the cops because she couldn't find her cell phone. Talk about privileged white girl. Yeah. I mean, that's a wild one. So but who are the cops called on there? The cops were... She just, she just called the cops just generally. Yeah. My phone's missing. Phone's missing. Like, she's calling 911. 911 doesn't know what's going on. The cops show up. Buddy Bell shows up. Again, who's the time, I looked it up. At the time, I believe he was managing the Rockies. And he had not a good managerial career. So people were heckling Buddy Bell. And then he's trying to fight high school kids for heckling, or college kids for heckling him. Oh, Buddy Bell. (laughs) You want to hear something funny, though, about Buddy Bell? I just looked up his stats. start on the show. Yeah, let's go. Let's get to some funny stuff. Trevor is having a day over there. What do you you mean get to some funny stuff? (laughs) It's a pretty pretty random story. I didn't say it was a funny story. That's a random story, right? Yeah. Buddy Bell was a... Wait, this is another Buddy Bell story? No, I just looked up his numbers. Buddy Bell finished with over 25... I want to bring it into Chase Utley. He was a third baseman, so it's a different yeah. position. Buddy Bell had over 2,500 career hits, and he was a six-time All-Star. Yeah. And I believe three or four-time Gold Glove winner. Dare I say, Chase Utley, less than Buddy Bell? Oh, but was Buddy Bell gritty? <laughs> Just saying. You'll, you'll love this. Joe Shabelli was tweeting me during this show. Texting you? Uh, texting me during the show about Chase Utley. Bring it up right now. Let's let's fucking just put him on blast. What did Shabelli text you? He texted me. It's hilarious. Listening to Dirty Slides episode about Utley, I'm kind of indifferent on the whole thing, but I was just curious if you thought Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer. He only has less than, he put 12K hits, but I think he's, so he's automatically out, right? And then he put Utley 276 career batting average, Posey 307, so already, Jesus, what are we talking about? 1,800 hits, 1,200 hits, 133 home runs to 259. But Buster Posey's been in the league 10 seasons. And he, he and that and even that, not really. He's been in the league like eight seasons because he came up his first year. He played like six games or something like that. Yeah. And then and then he missed uh, an entire basically an entire season at, after breaking his leg, that collision. So he's played half as many games. He's played half as many seasons as Chase Utley. And he has... Two thirds of the hits, 
It's not as gritty. And half the home runs. More gold gloves. And, of course, he has an, an MVP. Let's not forget that. What's worse? And also, he's a catcher. I bet you, I bet, I don't know what his career war is, but I bet you it's, I bet you it's 35 to at least 65. His, his career war is 40. He's already at 40. What's worse? The killer instinct or now for baseball players, grit. What the fuck does that mean? Does that mean he's John Wayne? Yeah. He doesn't have the grit. It's great. Cool. And, and that's something you can factor into whether or not, you know, you want gritty guys on your baseball team if you're a GM or a manager. Just doesn't have any fucking place in the Hall of Fame. Next time I see, show me, show me a... Uh, Craig Council had grit. Show me a fucking, you know, Hall of Fame plaque that has the word grit on it. Show me anything that's not a John Wayne movie that says grit on it. I mean, come on. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I think the best, my best uh, cops got called on me story was uh, me and my friend were in high school looking for something to do, get drunk. We went down to the local like skating rink. I think we were planning on going ice skating drunk. And uh, there's a peewee hockey game going on. So we just decided to drink and watch peewee hockey. And this guy skated off, this coach skated off the ice. And he came up to us and he goes, first of all, take your beers and get out of here. And second of all, take your beers and get out of here. And we were drunk and we just started laughing in his face. I was like, wait, the first thing you said and the second thing you said were the same. You didn't need to say one and two. I was like, you're just repeating yourself. And the guy was like, I said, get out of here. And I was like, we're just trying to watch hockey, bro. And uh, we left. And then the cops showed up at my house. Because I guess they called in my license plate. So we went back to my house, and the cops showed up, and they're like, we just had the rink all drunk. I was like, what are you talking about? We're just high school kids. Who's? Why would we go to the skating rink? And they're like, peewee hockey games or something? Like that. The guy's like, yeah, I thought that was a weird call, too. All right, have a good day. So there's an instance. The cops were totally fine, Joe Prano. Yeah. Just saying. You, 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 put, you put the blue on blast last episode. Yeah. Sounded like perfectly reasonable law enforcers. Well, my, we, we can get into a whole discussion about that. All right. My, my well, mom was good friends with the local police. Well, before we do that, white privilege, before we do that, let's get to another call. What's up, guys? It's Randy in Chattanooga. Um, I just wanted to know y'all's opinion on uh, Terrell Owens doing his Hall of Fame speech at uh, UTC here in Chattanooga. Uh, which I will be working. I'm very excited to watch that. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that he's disrespecting uh, the Hall of Fame by not doing it in Canton uh, and opting to do it here. Uh, I personally think it's awesome. Go Mox. Um, but, yeah, I just want to know y'all's opinion on it. All right, stay dirty, boys. I think it's fucking dope. Yeah, so he's giving the speech. I, I knew he wasn't doing it at the Hall of Fame. I didn't know he was doing it at his college. Yeah. Good. It's fucking dope. This goes back to exactly what we're saying. Just because the fucking league and the owners and the writers, whatever, it's like, it's not about you guys. It's about the players. That's what, the, that's what we're all paying to watch. That's what the entire thing is about, is watching these players. He's the second leading receiver, receiver in the history of the NFL. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. That's what you earn the right to do. He broke his leg playing the game of football, came back, and played in the Super Bowl. 
This is what these guys do. They put their body, their health, their life on the line to play a game, and then you're going to disrespect him because why? He doesn't celebrate the way you guys like to celebrate. He doesn't talk to the media the way you guys like. Fuck you. I'm, I, dude, I kind of want to go. Well, he's around here all the time. In fact, he could have been planted. You know, does he still play in the Venice Beach League? I don't know. The playoffs are on now. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not like a I'm not like a Terrell Owens fan. Yeah, no, I don't me, give a shit. No, me either. But I 100 percent agree with but you. But like, who gives up? Like the idea that first of all that he didn't get in immediately—it's absurd. People are talking about Chase Utley should be in the Hall of Fame. Can you imagine if Chase Utley just retired with fucking the second most home runs ever instead of the 450th most home runs ever? Can you imagine if you retire with 4,000 hits instead of 1,800? These, and he didn't get in? These writers that did not vote for T.O. in right away, should they should be... They, should, they shouldn't they, be allowed to be writers. I was just going to say, they should have everything revoked. It's absurd. He's the second, the second most yards of all time. He was a game changer for three different organizations. Even at the... Dude, even at the end... Even at the end, his last year for the Cincinnati Bengals, dude, he put up great numbers for an old wide receiver on a shitty team because he didn't celebrate the way you liked or he was cocky or he did sit-ups. Is that the last of our calls? We got one more. He's fucking... He stopped giving me the janky headphones. Trevor gave me the ones that barely stretch and I'm like pulling my neck muscles. All right, let's let's get one more call. Trevor's wearing the good fucking pair. I know he is. Fucking <laughs> not. I, I had not high. Trevor's fucking suddenly. Uh, Yours are the longest. You have to get those shitty these ones. We got to we got to we got to switch this system. You need these ones. These are the yeah, shortest I fucked, ones. I fucked us up. Those well, you well the biggest fuck up was you almost spilling a beer over the five hundred dollars Zoom mic system. <laughs> Content. Content. Unbelievable. Hey, what's up, Andy, Joe? This is Brad from Atlanta. I was just listening to the... No, that was we did that one last episode. Good Lord. Can somebody here do their job properly? <laughs> Anybody? Here it is. Janky headphones, beer spilling, wrong calls, fucking marina stories that go nowhere. It's fucking Sunday. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, while you were getting all fresh and ready in your flag and anthem gear, yeah. I was busy trying to throw a, a rundown together after being in the sun for seven goddamn hours. You talk about thusting. Let's get to the call, Prano. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Double D from Indiana. Uh, just listened to Dirtball Calls, and there was a mention of the Bayou, and it made me realize that we haven't heard from Coach Ogeron in a while. Oh, uh, so I wanted to see if he's still, you know, slurping on some of that. Bengal tiger, purple gold dick. Uh, anyway, with training camp coming up, it'd be nice to hear from them. Condoms are for boilers. Suck my bayou, cocksucking dick. Coach O, it has been a minute. Do we, we have do we, do we have any like, do we have any news from down in the bayou? Does uh, anything happen? Well, how far? How long are we away from college football? We are probably, I would guess. It don't matter how long we all wait. <laughs> college football never sleeps, Andy Ruther. College football wait 265 <laughs> to 365 days a year. If you think that college football sleeps, you don't know anything about college football. 
You all right, coach? No, I'm absolutely not. I've been yelling at myself in the mirror for going on nine weeks now, just getting ready for uh, college football to start up. We did have spring practice down there in the bayou. Ooh, it was hot down there. And I was yelling at them boys in spring practice. And then we go on to summer break. And you know I love me that summer break. I go down to the, uh, I go down to the bayou. I take out one of them uh, floating boaty things. I go hunt the alligators. And then I go I go out fishing. But nothing. Not even a wrestling alligator with my bare hands gets me excited when I think about playing a first game in Tiger Stadium. Well, real quick, Coach, I know you're on limited time here. Your first game, it's a big one, against the U. Oh, the University of Miami. Well, I've been looking at this game on the schedule. You think you think the seven-floor crew is a dirty bunch? You come down to the bayou, I'll show you an eight-floor crew. We go up one more floor. You take it, And we ain't taking the elevator. Oh, no, sorry. We're taking the stairs. We're going all the way up them stairs, and we're coming up from another floor. You know what I'm saying? You come down here to the bayou, you come and play the Tigers, Oh, Miami, it's about to get real. You think two live crew ran a train? You should see me and the Bengals run a train on the alligators in practice. <laughs> That's just bestiality, Coach. I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes you get these millennials they need a little bestiality in their lives. <laughs> Stop preparing. You can fight a gator. You can fuck a gator in the ass. You can definitely tackle a man. You ever hear that saying, Andy Ruther? Goddamn. I've been ta- I've been saying that all summer. I-, I got them to paint it in the locker room. It says it right there on the wall. Big yellow letters on a purple wall. It says, if you could fuck an alligator, you could tackle a man. I'm thinking about having them put it. I think about, I think about joining them. All these millennials in the locker room, they all got their... They all got that snap of chats and their face of filters. And I said, you know what? I might do me a, I might do me a millennial myself. I might get that tattooed on my back like that old Sublime album. But in big letters on my back, it'll say, you can fuck a gator. You can tackle a man. Coach O, man, it's been You know a what's hard to do, though? It's hard to train to, to play a hurricane. A hurricane, that's a force of nature. So what I've been doing, I've been taking the boys down there. I've been shooting them with uh, uh, hoses and wind machines. I've been throwing chairs at them like a like a like a hurricane are coming through a town. I've been telling them, "Hey, board up the windows, boys! A hurricane are coming!" And uh, we basically we're doing a hurricane of preparation. That's what I'm saying. Because down there, when the when the hurricanes come down here, we gonna be prepared. Windows gonna be boarded up. We are gonna be living in the cellars. And we're going to be fucking some gators. <laughs> Coach O, it's good. You know to- the difference between a gator and a crocodile, Andy Ruther? What's that? An alligator doesn't squirm when you fuck him in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Coach O, making his triumphant return to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Wow. Jesus Christ, that got really dirty, Brano. <laughs> yeah, man. Coach O. It's preseason, bro. Wow. Yeah. He's talking about anal sex with alligators. Boys pumped up. Holy shit. But you know what? As vulgar, grotesque as it sounds, the guy has a point. If you can somehow... Make make sexual intercourse. With an alligator, one of the most ferocious animals out there, you could probably tackle somebody from the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. There's always a truth of... There's like there's like a nugget of truth. Yeah. To what Coach O says. Anyway, that's the show. 
thanks for leaving the calls, guys. Uh, next time, leave some Tiger Woods calls because uh, Joe tweeted out the hotline, which is always it's 310-359-8365. I tweeted that out because I th- I thought people were gonna uh, I thought people were gonna call and tell me how wrong I was, but I I got here and I found out Tiger Woods didn't win. So now I regret even putting that tweet out there. Yeah, well, you guys, uh, you can make up for it by leaving an iTunes review, buying a T-shirt, go to DirtySports.com, whatever you want. Leave an iTunes review. Uh, buy a T-shirt. Or buy a T-shirt. <laughs> review, T-shirt. We got so many shows going on Are we now. Giving out koozies? Is that the? Is that what's happening with the reviews these days? Uh, not yet. No. Oh, okay, I'm, dude. Did I just preview something? I yeah, thought. maybe, maybe. I might have ordered a bunch of new koozies, which we'll be giving away. We are going to do a huge Madden 19 giveaway starting wow. this week. Okay. That will be released this week. We're going to be giving away three Madden giveaways. Three? Or, or three, I'm sorry, three. Copies of the game? Yeah, there we go. Anyway, that will be uh, announced later in the week. We're, we got a lot of things going on. But yeah, drop a fucking review. Don't be a cheddar dick. It takes two seconds Review Dirty Sports, Review Dirty Slides, the Joe Prano podcast, Dent Report. It literally takes two seconds. I don't get it. I just don't get why you wouldn't do it. I bet Trevor hasn't left reviews on all the shows, though. Have you? Have you? <laughs> I, I specifically know Dent Report because I said, Dent Report, give me a follow. And you said, not until you leave us a review. Definitely want left a review for that. Have you left one for Dirty Slides? Yeah. Be, be honest. No, no, I have for dirty sites. What about the Joe Prano podcast? Not Joe Prano yet, no. Not Joe Prano yet. How does it make you feel, Prano? I, Trevor's a busy guy. <laughs> I listened to Cocaine and Surfing podcast. What would you think? It was good. That was actually a really good one. The Andy Irons talk. Got me. I'm a big Andy Irons guy, so there I you really go. like that. You guys got a lot going on. And and Joe's got a bunch of shows coming up. We have a, we have a big weekend in Chicago. Yep. Which we're excited about. Yeah, that was supposed to be the first weekend of NFL football. We'll see if it still is. Uh, We're going to do a live podcast at the Comedy Bar on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be headlining uh, the Comedy Bar all weekend. Uh, The day before, Wednesday, is one of the Chicago ball clubs. I believe the Monday after is the other one. I forget if it's Cubs or White Sox, which order. Then maybe we're going to hit Miller Park. We're going to add that to the list. I mean, it's wild. There's rumors. Yeah. There's rumors. And then, uh, and then of course, this weekend, I will be in uh, in San Diego, the La Jolla Comedy Store with Eddie Ift and uh, Tom Allen of Chad Goes Deep fame. It's a full surf lineup, bro. Come down to La Jolla. Shred some waves. It's a great club, and it's a great area. It is. It, it, it's a fantastic club. Uh, I, I've only done it one weekend, and that was last year with Eddie Ift, and it was so much fun. Bro, fucking fish tacos and just sick shows, tasty waves. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll go hit up Bill Walton in the TP. Perfect. JoePrano.com, DirtySports.com, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at JoePrano on Instagram, at Andy Ruther on Instagram, Twitter, at Trevor underscore Nickel for Trevor. Guys, that is the show. Thanks for the support. Go have some sex. Don't 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 be don't be don't be a statistic. And while you're doing that, most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>